This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, as always, Shane Told. It is so good to have you on this fine day. I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. I don't even know what time it is. I don't even know where I am. Um, No, I'm not on like a bad acid trip or anything. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm good. I'm sober. I'm sober at the moment. I just took a 39-hour trip to Australia. I am currently in Perth, Australia, which is literally as far from Toronto as I could ever be. Like basically, you know, if you drill the hole, you know, all the way down through the earth in downtown Toronto, you would end up pretty close to Perth, Australia. And that is where I currently am. I'm on a solo tour right now. We haven't done any shows yet. I just got here. Uh, But I'm with Hawthorne Heights. Uh, It's going to be really, really cool this tour. If any Australians are listening to this, Try to make it out. We're pretty much coming to all the shows. Um, it's kind of a cool little show how it works. So basically opening up is my good friend Mark Rose, formerly of Spitalfield. Then we have Aussie band Sienna Skies playing. Then Hawthorne Heights plays their first record, which is The Silence in Black and White. They play that whole record. Then I come out and I play about 30 minutes set while they're kind of, you know, chilling. Then they come back out. And they finish with their second record, If Only You Were Lonely. So it's a really, really cool event, if you will, for anybody out in Australia. So make sure you come and check it out. Tickets are available. Destroyalllines.com. That's lines, not lions. Destroyalllines.com. I'm not sure what that means. If they're really against cocaine, which is great. Because let's be honest, it's not really doing you any favors in your life here, is it? Anyways, on that note, we have a great show today. Josh Scoggin is on the podcast. I've been trying to get this guy for so long. He's one of the best, and he was the front man of one of my favorite heavy bands ever, The Chariot, 
We talk a lot about that. We talk about his new project, 68, which just released their second album. I call it one of the best albums of the year. I absolutely love their new record. We talk about the old days when he was the front man in Norma Jean. We talk about a lot of stuff in this show. Thank you so much to Josh for doing this. We'll get to that in just a minute. As always, if you guys want to get in touch with me, it's very, very easy. We have one of those old-fashioned things called an email address. It is leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up if you've got any ideas for upcoming guests of the show. If you've got any feedback at all, I read all my emails. I am not great at getting back to you if you email me, but I do read them all. So definitely hit me up on there. Of course, we're on all the social media stuff. Make sure you add us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and... If you're not so happy, we do have the hate line, which the phone number is 1-657-666-HATE, H-A-T-E. If you're not happy, give me a call, leave a message. I'll be running some hate line clips sooner or later. Again, that phone number is 1-657-666-HATE. In other podcast news, Sinnerfest is coming up. Real soon, shout out to all my sinners. That's what I call the members of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. If you don't know about that, the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Basically, if you want to help the show, if you want to keep this shit going week after week, if you want to see this show grow, take it to the next level, the best way you can help is by joining the All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, You get access to bonus content, bonus episodes, a Facebook group so you can interact with other fans of the show, and I'm on there all the time. I do a QA and a about once a month. I play some tunes usually. You get stuff sent to your house every three months or so. It's also the only way to get Lead Singer Cinder merchandise, and we do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, I've done some pretty cool bonus episodes with some non-Lead Singers as well. I had Ryan from Miss May I. I had Taylor from Beartooth. I interviewed my mom, so (laughs) it's a lot of fun on there. So please, if you want to help out this show, if you want to make some new friends that are really cool, that are also into the same music as you, the same podcast as you, definitely check out the All Access Club. Again, the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash allaccess. Also, another way you can help out the show, I know I say it all the time, but if you buy anything on Amazon, please use our affiliate link. We got back to school coming up. Maybe you need a new printer. You at least need ink cartridges. You probably need a printer and then also ink cartridges because the ones they give you have barely any ink in them. Such a scam, man, those printers. HP, I'm looking at you. Canon, slightly better. I have a brother printer myself. It served me pretty well. Shout out to brother. But hey, I don't know what you need. Maybe you need some colored pencils. Maybe you need a geometry set in a real nice tin case. Whatever it is, Amazon's got it. So instead of just going straight to Amazon, all you got to do is use our link, which is leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It'll take you right to the Amazon homepage, log in as normal, buy whatever you need. You won't even know what happened, but we will because we're getting 4 to 6% of whatever you buy. It costs you absolutely nothing. So just remember to do it, whatever you buy on there. They got great deals on snowblowers right now. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Shout out to James Hart. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Anyways, I'm a little delirious. I've been up for like 45 hours, but here is a great episode with someone I'm very glad to call a friend, Mr. Josh Scoggin of The Chariot and 68. 
Another day. What is today? <laughs> right. Wednesday? Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what are you up to, man? Uh, I'm just chilling, man. I'm uh, I'm home right now, so literally just chilling. It's good. Are you still uh, Are you still down in Georgia? Yep, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, the big city. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I know you're from Douglasville. I know you're from Douglasville, and I've I've had the um, opportunity to grace. Uh, those fine people with my presence at one point. I believe we played um, Barbecue Fest. Oh, yeah, right <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, we were out behind, literally out behind a strip mall plaza in Douglasville, Georgia, and they were literally, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, barbecuing, I guess. There was like a y'all whole did, uh, pig roast and everything. Y'all did uh, Teach, didn't you? Didn't you do a chariot song? <laughs> we did do Teach. Yeah. And it was, yeah, you know, a little tribute to, to my friend, my friend Josh <laughs> and... Brandon and Stevis and David yeah. And, and yeah and you know I was expecting it to be like uh, when Metallica plays in uh, San Francisco or something and the place just goes crazy I was like <laughs> oh my god we're gonna channel chariot and people are gonna turn into <laughs> people are gonna turn into zombies or something like it's just gonna be the craziest right. you know shit ever and um, <laughs> and a lot of people were kind of like oh this isn't a Silverstein song and I was very right. very disappointed <laughs> That's hilarious. But you I know, remember seeing y'all do that song. Uh, what would that have been? Uh, whenever that was, and, well, I, and yeah, Warp Tour, and it was all like it was all like mapped out. I and know. I was like, this is the most professional version of any chariot song in the history of ever. I was like, I didn't even know we did that. <laughs> what you said, I, I'll never forget what you said. Actually, it was it was a Warp Tour 2013. It was the very last show. Yes, yes, yes. In uh, Houston, Texas. And what the plan was was all the Monster Stage bands. We'd all become you know friends and stuff over yeah, spending yeah. two months together. And we were all <laughs> supposed to cover each other's songs. So yeah. we we picked you guys to cover you right. guys because you're on our stage and I think we were the only band that did it and uh, we played first that day and, and I remember um, we we played it and you know it has that that big ending that's like it's just all it's memory like, yeah. it's all memory yeah but we couldn't memorize it so Paul had this elaborate <laughs> cheat sheet with right. you know where to hit the stuff and, and I remember you seeing it seeing the piece of paper and it had a tempo on it and you're like yeah. tempo like and then you said yeah. to me, this is the quote, this is the most professional the chariot's ever been, and it isn't yeah. even the chariot. Right. <laughs> it's true. I was like, I didn't even know we had tempos. <laughs> so we, we spent, well, we spent so much time learning that song. Um, we literally sat in a hotel room, like, <laughs> pretending to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. It was like we slapping like, your legs and stuff. Well, we're not gonna, exactly. We're not going to only yeah. play it once. We're, like, it's a waste of time right. if we only played it once. <laughs> so we're like, all right, we'll bust it out in in, uh, in Douglasville. And, uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, dude. So, no, it's, you know, it's funny. It was sad, man. Like, we did that. We, you know, we became very close with you guys over, mm-hmm. you know, that tour and, and other tours we did in the past. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like a week later, you know, it was it was over. The announcement. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was hard because we, on that Warp Tour, maybe, I don't know, halfway or maybe a little bit more uh, is when the discussion came up. And, I mean, it was all good. It was all, we were all friends and we all, it was a very, like, mutual, you know, uh, I don't know a lot of, you know, bands breaking up, but I know, you know, it, I, I can't imagine it going more peacefully, you know. Right. But, um, <clears throat> but we did discuss it, but we were just like, we can't we can't say anything. I mean, once you tell one, especially in that small community that is warp tour, it's like, once you tell one person, it's like every single person knows. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we literally, we had that be so hush hush and, you know, people would come up and be like, yo, 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 you know, this tour. And what about all oh, you future tour? And you're just like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Like, let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. We never know what the future, will, you know, just any kind of thing you can say, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, we we already knew at some point. Um, what's funny? So little tid, little fun fact: we we put our um, uh, chariot flags on the amps every day um, uh, when we play or whatever. And a hundred percent of the time, I'd go up there and I'd just however I unfolded the flag. That's how it'd go up, whether it was upside down or right side up or sideways. And uh, <clears throat> and so um, what's funny is the day we decided it. Um, which again, maybe midway through or so we, you know, talked about it and we were like, yeah, this is like, we all have this like next step, what we want to do. And, and, uh, each of us had a different, you know, thing that we sort of wanted to pursue that wasn't the chariot. So anyway, every single day after that, I would hang the flags literally upside down, like completely on purpose. (laughs) And so anytime anyone sees photos or anything, <clears throat> or if I see a photo and all the flags are upside down, it's like, oh, we'd already discussed uh, breaking up at that point. So Wow. There's always a sign, right? There's always a yeah, sign. Yeah, exactly. No, that's crazy. Well, I, I mean, it was funny because, you know, I always like loved you guys. And I think m- <laughs> even myself, but a lot of other people took took the chariot for granted. You know, it was like it, people felt like it was like, oh, yeah, this is this band and they're and they're like awesome and they're like crazy and they're just always going to be there. You know what I mean? Did you feel <laughs> right. like? Did you feel like? You know the reaction to you guys calling it. Um, did you expect people to to, for lack of a better word, give a shit as much as they did? Well, so it's hard, it's hard to say being in it. Um, first of all, I think there's a very. I mean, as with anything, any any art, any any anything in life, um, the moment you can't have it you love it so much more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, that's with everything. And, um, and there's, there's a life lesson there, but, um, I won't get into that, but, um, like those SNES so, you know, classics. I want one so bad, man. Exactly. Right. I can't get one. The pre-orders <laughs> are sold out. I couldn't even get an exactly. NES classic and I just right. love it so much, Josh. <clears throat> and when you had it, all you could, t- all you could complain about is how you had to blow into the disc to make sure it even worked. You know what I mean? You, they you, fixed you, you that problem. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you, uh, the moment it's done, the moment it's gone, you know, uh, people talk about it as if it was their just absolute most favorite thing of all time ever. And it's like, right. well, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It, it was, it was fun and we, and we all had a good time and there was a lot of people who really did like it and it was awesome. And, and there's a lot of people that even got, you know, maybe deeper with it, like, like really it meant something to them, you know, and obviously it meant something to me. I mean, it was 10 years of my life and, and you know how that is. Um, but, uh, but you know, when you're in it, 
and you're like, you know, when once we had to, once we told our booking agent and stuff like that, like this is going to be a farewell tour because um, we'd already booked the tour. Basically, we the right. the plan that for that year, <clears throat> we had a, a handful of tours. We had Warp Tour, and then we uh, we had the headline because we hadn't headlined in like two years. So, um, so we had started. We had booked this headliner, and then on Warp Tour, we decided to make it a you know farewell tour. Well, anyway their whole thing was like, well, let's make it, you know, let's make it bigger. Like the shows, the, the rooms that you're going to be in, let's, let's make them bigger. And, and we were just like, um, you know, like, well, we, well, we'd rather play like, you know, 200, 300 cap rooms right. so that they're full and all this stuff. And that was always the chariot way. I mean, that's the 68 way. It's, it's just easier and it's less, uh, less pressure, you know? And, and so, um, and so they, but they were like, no, let's make it bigger. Let's make it bigger. And we were just like, I don't think we can. Like, I think you're, you know, and in hindsight, it's like, well, yeah, clearly it, it could have been in bigger, but that wasn't the chariot way. And so no. therefore it was just easier to, to just be like, let's just stick with what it is. If they sell out, they sell out. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is who we are. Like, we're not just all of a sudden this, like, you know, barricades band with like, you know, like <laughs> a thousand cap rooms or whatever, you know, so um right. so yeah so that's what we we just kind of went with what was already in established and um but it was great man i mean there, you know you know you <clears throat> you've done this long enough that you've seen bands come and go and some of them go because like nobody cares anymore and some some of them go because they all hate each other and and yeah. all those things are things that you know i'm very very grateful to have never had to deal with you know um in all my previous projects it's always been a very mutual very uh like in the chariot is like, you know, we all felt like we were, you know, the probably the biggest we'd ever been. And yeah. um, the last record we had done, we were, you know, probably the most proud of at the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, it's what a, what a way to be able to sort of call your own shots and and oh, not have, no, it's have it dictated for you, you know, so. Well, it's yeah. great. And I guess, I guess, <clears throat> you know, life is long. People say life is short. I say life is long. And you never <laughs> know, like now at least you have that door open too. If at some point... You want to do, you know what I mean? If you miss the band and you're like, fuck it, maybe we'll do a month. You know what I right. mean? Maybe we'll do <laughs> right. a show again and, and get, you know, get the, the guys back together and do something. You know, like, at least now that door's open. You're not like, you know, yeah. I mean, but you guys did some crazy stuff. I mean, like, like I, I remember <laughs> you guys did like a, a tour in Siberia, Russia, like in a van yeah. like in the wintertime. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff is... <clears throat> I mean, you must have some of the most gnarly memories because I feel like the chariot was always down for just what's the most insane thing we can do. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I love to travel. Um, and a lot of people say I love to travel, but I don't want to really care to go there, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> right. I, I just love to travel. Um, and so, you know, I can't speak for everyone in the chariot and say that they all had a good time, <laughs> but I will say, um, 68 has recently done that very same tour and oh, yeah. it was amazing. So <laughs> wow. yeah, we, we went out for three weeks out in Russia. I mean, it, it was a uh, summertime. It, it was actually, we just got home from it not too long ago, but, um, it, 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 it like, yeah, a couple of my friends who have had the pleasure of doing it are just like, are you kidding me? You did it on purpose. You're going out again. And I was like, <laughs> twice. I yeah. kind of loved it. You know, I love adventure. I love traveling. I love, you know, culture shock. I love, you know, the whole bit. And, um, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, but you know, it's definitely something that I enjoy and, and, you know, I mean, especially in this business, money comes, money goes and, 
that's always a thought of like, well, you know, should I do this? Should I not do that? But if you're doing it for the adventure, if you're doing it to be able to travel, to broaden your horizons as far as just, you know, I don't know, emotionally and culturally and everything else, like then that's part of the payment plan. You know, that's part of the, the bit that goes in. So when money's not there, sometimes you can go, well, that all equals a value to me, you know? So sure. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean money, let's not kid ourselves. Money is an important thing in our lives. So you have a family, um, yeah. you know, everyone's got to pay their way. Um, right. And I, I mean, it's interesting you bring up money because now having two members of your band, right. obviously <laughs> the money, the dollar goes a lot further, but also you can probably do things you wouldn't be able to do if you have to fly, fly five guys, Plus, maybe a crew member or something, right? Somewhere now, it's like okay, it's you and Michael. Like, let's yeah. go, and you know, you guys can basically tour in a car if you really had to. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's definitely perks. Um, there, there's there's pros and cons. I've I've been doing this for four years now, and um, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely stuff that comes that you know, um, it, it it's with it's just like everything. There's pros and cons. I mean, there's definitely something cool about getting out at a, at a gas station and having like, you know, seven dudes pile out of a van and, and just the camaraderie that <laughs> right. like comes with that. And the, the, you know, the hilarious stories of people just staring at you, like what just happened and what does that smell? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and now it's like, you know, we've definitely done multiple tours where <clears throat> it's just us two, not even a crew member or whatever. Sure. And, uh, you know, we, it, it, it's just, two dudes you know what i mean there's no there's no like it's just like uh, me and another guy and we're just getting out of the gas station and nobody even gives us a second glance which is nice (laughs) but you know there's there's a there's a ton of things you know um everything from loading in gear loading you know loading out like uh you know up in canada in the winter time it's quite nice to have five dudes that you know help load and load out the gear you know what i mean uh (laughs) whereas you know with us it's just like you know uh, if we're, if we're just doing two dudes, Michael has to run back and do merch for a minute. And then, you know, I'm stuck outside in the freezing cold, like waiting for it to waiting to be able to pack up and go, you know? And so, um, you can't play the yeah. singer card anymore. Like, well, I, know, I don't right? even play anything. These aren't my amps. It's yeah, like, wait exactly. a second. Now all of these amps are mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have exactly. so many. What am I thinking? <laughs> I had it so good. There it is. Once you can't have it, you know? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Cause, um, uh, just on Friday, I'm going to Australia and I'm doing a solo tour over there. Nice. And I'm literally going alone. That's amazing. So I'm going to go on <clears throat> the flight. The first show is in Perth. Nice. So that's something like 22 hours on a on a plane. Yep. And that's going to be a lonely experience, I think. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you know I, I know you pretty well, but I don't know like are you like me? I, I I'm totally cool with being alone like i'm super okay like sometimes i need it um, yeah i am like that so, too. especially being like in a band too. especially being in a band forever you know it's like there's you're never alone you're, you're never not surrounded by a bunch of people so um I, i've 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 done a couple solo tours uh just on a little acoustic thing i do sometimes and uh you know it's funny because you know i'll go out to whatever texas or whatever and people are like you just gonna drive like 12 hours all by yourself and I, and I can see by their face they're taking it as a very like oh my gosh and i'm going 
yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? I can do whatever I want. What I records can I listen to, to that no exactly. one can tell me they're sick of and they want me to change? Exactly. It's amazing. I can have the temperature or whatever I want. I can stop at any food place. <laughs> it's, it's so, very, yeah. It's very true. Um, no, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird, I guess, because I've never done it. You know, I, I've done... Right on. Like, I've always had at least one guy with me. Sure, you know, sure. Or something. So, um yeah, that's cool. I mean, do you ever um, you ever fight? Like, there's always band band like little band fights, you know, where like one sure. guy's kind of mad at another guy for whatever. Mm-hmm. It can be the biggest thing in the world, or it can be the smallest thing in the world. Absolutely, and it's the same result. Right, right. And I wonder if you have two guys in the band. Like, I guess you guys kind of have to <laughs> get along, but it right. might, might be weird if like there's ever like an argument. Sure. I mean, you know, as with anything, any two dudes trying to work everything out. I mean, there's there's times where I'm sure it gets a little, uh, you know, he, he, uh, I, I, apparently I'm not the like you know easiest dude to work with. That's what I've gathered <laughs> through all the different uh, chariot uh, member okay. switches okay. and such. Come but, by um, it, honestly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, one thing about Michael is he he's he's so easygoing and he's down with going with the flow. Um, We've we've obviously gotten you know each other's nerves from time to time, but it's very rare and 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 very short lived. And um, I'm I'm very much the guy that's I mean I'm not a good actor and I'm not good at bottling up my feelings. So you know, f- f- come hell or high water, I'm usually the guy that just says, "Hey, uh, something's weird. We've got to figure it out." You know what I mean? Uh, especially when it, if it's just two dudes in a van, it's like I'm not going to go you know two weeks of touring with weirdness it's just too thick and it's too difficult and it's too weird i mean what you know like going back to money it's like well if i'm not making a lot of money doing this then what then i might as well be enjoying myself and neither of us are right now so um so they're very short-lived and very you know um it's a very rare treat thankfully he's he's very easygoing and 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 um you know and we we get along on a lot of different things so yeah, I mean it's definitely come up, but it's it's easy. To, it, it, like I said, I'm not a I'm not good at sitting there bottling stuff up. I'm just the guy that's like, hey, let, let's either figure this out or or you know whatever whatever needs to happen, let's get it going because I don't want to sit here in weird tension that the, everyone can feel and the thickness, you know. So um, totally, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but it definitely like at least re- resolves it or at least begins to resolve it quicker than. No, I think, it's, it up the, forever, I think so. it's the only way to go, at least in that situation. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, I got to give this dude a little space. But, sure, you know right. what I mean? But in that situation, it's, yeah, that's just, that could just get get yeah. awkward, which is why I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah, um, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about The Chariot, you know, just because I, I love the band so much and so many people did. So many people care about the band. And it's funny looking back now, it's been four years. Um, we talked about the breakup already, but. Just when that band started, you know, and I know you left Norma Jean, you've talked about Mm -hmm. it basically. Just you were like, this isn't right for me anymore. You started this band. It was like almost like a passion project where you were just like, where is this going to take me? Mm -hmm. After the 10 years go by, are you really proud of what you did? And was it what you expected the band to be Um, when you started it? I, I am very proud of it. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the, uh, you know, I'm very proud of the art I've created and over the years and such, but, um, I, I didn't, I don't really put too much stock in like, I don't know, sort of like end goals. So there was never like a moment where 
I go, okay, the chariot needs to achieve this or whatever. Um, I guess there is a goal of like, man, it'd be cool to pay bills doing this, you know, because uh, obviously that makes things a little easier than trying to balance a, a real job with doing this. But if it can't, it can't, you know. And I felt like with the chariot, you know, in the beginning, I, I felt like um, I knew there was a very real scenario where it probably wouldn't pay bills um, because obviously I was walking away from uh, Norma Jean at the time, which was doing really well. And, um, and so I, I, I knew what I was getting into. It wasn't, I wasn't, you know, blind to it, but, um, and, and it was a little more, um, I don't know. I mean, it just, it was maybe a little bit more, a little less mass friendly, you know, it was maybe a little more like kind of extreme or whatever, especially the first album with all the feedback sure. and recording it live and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I knew what I was getting into. I knew that there was a good chance it wouldn't pay my bills, you know, but, um, as you said, it was a passion project and it was definitely something that I wanted to do and, and, you know, I, I needed to do. So, um, so the fact that it did pay bills was crazy. And the fact that I was able to tour with it and the, and the fact that it lasted for 10 years was nuts. I mean, I would have never, ever expected that because, um, there's such a short, you know, shelf life for anyone in a band. Um, especially, uh, you know, when you're doing stuff that's so, you know, not for the masses and, you know, kind of not for everyone. You right. know what I mean? It, it's, 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 uh, some of the people that really like it, really like it, but you're talking about, you know, 10 dudes in this random city, you know? So, <laughs> um, it, it's not, it's not, you know, there's, there's, you know, for every person that does like it, there's a million that don't even know it exists. And then there's oh, another yeah, million that, that, that don't like it, you know, they, they hear it and they're just like, what is this? And, and, you know, and that's, that's fine that, you know, so, um, yeah. So the fact that it did anything is crazy to me, but the fact that it did, you know, what it did, I mean, I, I would have never imagined that in a million years, you right. know, um, right. So well, wasn't the goal or anything. You know, one thing that's so different about the chariot, was that there was an element of, um, what's the word? I mean, imp improvisation is, is not quite the right word. Cause you're not like up mm -hmm. there like fish or something like you're not a jam band, <laughs> right. but there was always this sort of realness about your band that, that you guys like, you guys were really just like getting up there. You didn't know what was going to happen. Right. It was a, every show could be the craziest show or not. Right. You're, I mean, I don't even think you guys were really writing set lists for a lot of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, the last couple of years, I mean, we definitely didn't have any. The farewell tour, we had a set list that basically was like, "Here's a big pool of because so, we had to play so many songs that you forget, sure. you know." Sure. But no, it, it, it wasn't in order or anything. But the last couple of years, I mean, it was very much so like, "Hey, we've got a million songs. We love them all. The, you know, you, we could argue for two days on on which ones you want to play, which ones I don't play. So let's just here they all are. Let's wing it per night, you know, and uh, and it was fun." Did that kind of come from the first record? I mean, you recorded it live. It had this rawness to it. And then you guys went out on the road and it was just like a rawness to what you were doing. Like like a lot of bands go out and there's a set list and there's a click track and they'll mm -hmm. have an intro and an outro and samples and everything is very like to a T. I'm not saying there's right. anything wrong with that. That's one sure. way to express yourself. But you guys found this other way. And I just wonder like... You start a band, you say, hey, I want us just to go fucking crazy up there. Mm -hmm. and, or is it like, no, we just made this record and we went on tour and then that just happened organically. Like how much of it was natural? <clears throat> I'd say all of it was natural. I mean, uh, and, and for real, because so the first album, um, you know, I was very, 
I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I, I was very adamant to record it that way um, against the wishes of the label, against the wishes of even, you know, the producer against that. Everyone was like, this is a bad idea. And I was like, yep, well, we're doing it. Um, so, <laughs> because at the time, everything was really stale, everything, you know, and even now, I mean, there's a lot of uh, punk rock music that's just very, uh, you know, soulless. But um, But at the time, I was just like, this is the only way I can do this, you know. So anyway, we did it. It happened, and I loved it. I'm very proud of it. But when it came time to do the next record, you know, we did record it more traditional style of you know track by track. We we rarely, I don't think we ever recorded to a click or anything. But we we would do some stuff live because it was more sort of uh, kind of an emotional stabs, you know. So you have to kind of watch the drummer. But for the yeah. most part, we recorded it like a band would. You know, you do drums first, you do uh, you know bass and then guitar, whatever. Um, but, you know, there was always that, like, looseness of, like, you know, if you mess up and it sounds awesome, we're probably going to figure out a way to keep that, you know. Um, and we would try to record from the beginning to the end, you know, even though you're doing it track by track with guitar or whatever, you know, you, you try to start at the beginning and end when you end. And if and you get a handful of takes and that's it, you know, we tried to keep all these live elements because that's what I loved, you know. But so when it came to, to performing the songs live it was more in its element at that point than it would have been recording. You know what I mean? Like totally. had we recorded it to a click, it would have just been weird because it's like, we're not trained musicians. We're not, you know, we're, <laughs> I mean, some were, I mean, I had a lot of members and some were better than others, but at the end of the day, like we're all just, you know, kind of playing by the seat of our pants here, you know? And so it, it, it came as it came. And then, like I said, near the end, it was basically like, look, you know, we have whatever it was, five albums now or yeah. whatever it was at the time. And, and it was like, <clears throat> you have these favorite songs. I have these favorite songs. You know, there's very few that we can agree is like, we've got to play. And so, you know, we did a lot of support tours. And so there'd be, you know, a 30 minute set, you know, and you've got to sacrifice some songs. So it became a way to just sort of everyone be happy. It's like, well, you know, we played these two songs last night so let's not do them tonight you know and and you just kind of wing it at the 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 moment you know and some shows people are going nuts and so there's a few like whatever you want to call them sort of you know crowd pleasers that are very like live oriented where there's a lot of sing-alongs and stuff and so you're like man these people are going nuts let's let's do this because this is going to look this is going to just be crazy you know or there's times where people are just like eh, they're not really into it they're kind of more into like whatever the headliner band or whatever in which case like let's do the ones that doesn't matter and we'll do these you know and so you just right. kind of wing it in the middle of the night and um and it was nice and um you know and it was something i mean it was something that we just kind of felt good about uh instead of pre-planning an entire tour in the comfort of your practice space because we never knew we never knew if people were going to like it or not you know we yeah we didn't do a lot of headliners you know and so if we're out with this one band people might just love it if we were out this other band people might just not be into it you know and so you just never knew you know no no definitely but how do you actually facilitate that like i, I mean you're like loud it's chaotic and what does david or whoever was playing drums like just start the song do you say this song like how do you just know where to start or does There's someone just start of, playing something like that's to me to me yeah. that part of it is like you know what i mean because sometimes all the mm -hmm. songs the song like everyone starts together you know right 
Well, there's a lot of tricks. I mean, we we uh, we didn't know going into it how it would pan out. We you know, but we to to try and avoid the like awkward, you know, twenty seconds of silence every in between each song. Um, there was a couple songs that started with samples, and so if I just and I, I controlled the sampler, so if I just pushed that, everybody knew. Um, there was a couple songs that started with just drums, and so if he kicked into that, then we just knew. Um, I would uh, the, the hand signals started to develop. Um, we never like planned it, but there was you know a song that uh, I think started with just three clicks or something. So if I held up number three, people just knew that you know. Um, right, right, right. There was a, a bunch of little things that um that we didn't plan on you, you could probably plan on now like now hindsight i mean it was, so with 68 i don't have any we don't have any set lists or anything and and uh you know it's easier to go oh i'll do this like signal if it means you know or, or i'll point at you because it's the song that you're gonna start or whatever you know but at the time it just developed you know it, um we, yeah. we had developed these little hand signals that started making sense to us or you know we'd point at the drummer to be like hey you start the one that you start and then if he started one song we'd go oh i didn't mean that one but cool we'll go into that one <laughs> or or if he started another one you know and and you start learning too like if you do if you did two if you did if you did certain song three nights in a row you would assume it's probably not going to happen tonight or whatever so right, there's little right. other things that that kind of start to go into to the uh, factor out which one's going to be which and and sometimes we blew it i mean i'm not going to lie sometimes you know we i mean there's definitely train wrecks where we would just stop and go but that was the that was the luxury of being in the chariot like we weren't pretending to be anything we were humans and so therefore yeah. if we blew it and everybody knows like well we're on you know three different songs right now i could you know stop it because we're not all like trying to keep our egos intact or anything you know we're just like oh wait we all blew it um we should do this song okay cool and here we go you know it's so people found sort of a i don't know they they seem to enjoy that because we are humans and we're not trying to be anything different you know so well, it was a special i mean the chair is a special band i don't want to go on and on about it but the chair is a special band i think i think the last time we toured together whenever the fuck that was Mm -hmm. uh, that was the last time i think i watched a band we were on tour with every single night <laughs> was you guys because you never knew what was going to happen and my favorite thing ever was when you guys would finish the set and you'd still be playing but you would be loading off the gear right <laughs> right <laughs> which i was like that's genius you know that's and that's very nice. actually um you know very um very nice uh and considerate to the other bands uh right. give them a little longer changeover exactly well it gives us a little longer to play too because we don't have to like you know have the load loadout time factored in so <laughs> very 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 funny um so yeah let's talk about 68 um this project i mean seemingly came out of nowhere it was like the chariot had just wrapped up the career and here you are doing this and um the first thing that kind of struck me when i heard about it was i was like oh josh is playing guitar now Mm -hmm. And I didn't know you played guitar. Is that something you've always played guitar? Um, did you write Chariot stuff? Because um, I think a lot of people were like, oh, that's we just know him as like a <laughs> crazy screaming front man, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I, I wrote, uh, you know, the majority of the, the Chariot songs throughout over the years and stuff. Um, and yeah, I've always played. Uh, uh, th there's a technically the earliest earliest version of the chariot was uh, we did like a two-week tour nobody would have known about it but um technically i played guitar in that um i've always played I've, I've, I've even always wanted to play but uh the music we were writing and stuff at the time was like you know what i think i'll do better if i just sing it um yeah and uh yeah 
you know, I've always written, uh, you know, most of the songs and stuff. And so, um, through all the multiple member changes and stuff that, that helped in keeping some sort of continuity, I guess, you know, but, um, Mm -hmm. so when we decided to part ways on Warp Tour there and, and, and I was thinking about the next step and what that looked like, um, I, uh, I wanted something different, you know what I mean? I didn't want, um, you know, everything I'd done previous to that was in a five piece band or a four piece band. And so, uh, you know, I was, I just wanted something that would, you know, make it fresh for me. And, um, and so, yeah, when I decided to do it as a two piece, that's when everything sort of started to fall together because for me, it became, this adventure now because I didn't know a lot about guitar, but I mean, in the chariot, we just plugged directly into, I mean, I think we had a tuner, um, but we <laughs> yeah. never, we literally just plugged into the amp and just had it distorted all the way. And it was just always loud, you know? So I had to learn about pedals. I had to learn about, yeah. you know, um, about the, you know, just what it means to play and sing at the same time live, you know? And so, um, but that's when it became, that's when it started making sense because I was just like, man, I don't want to, I don't know. I just, I just didn't want to do the same thing again. I didn't want to be like, cool, I'm a singer in a band and I got to get four other members and all the stuff, you know, I just, um, and so, yeah, yeah, that's when everything else started to, to, to fall into place. And, and, um, and, and it's still exciting. Uh, we just, you know, put out our second record and, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's and awesome, it's still, thank you very much. Um, and it's still very, very exciting. There's still, I mean, I mean, there's always new pedals coming out, there's always new knowledge that I get, you know, people, cause I, I didn't know a lot about guitar and a lot about stuff. I just always wrote stuff, you know? And then, sure. but as far as like, um, knowing like, you know, and so, you know, when it, whoever's the like guitar nerd of whatever band comes up to me and they see my setup, they see, cause I, I, I split my signal three ways and I have guitar, right, guitar, left, I have bass, I, it, you know, it all plays when I play, but, um, and it's a very complicated sort of system, but it makes sense to me because of just doing it for a few years now. But anyway, the, the guitar nerd of whatever other band comes up to me, assuming I know all this stuff and they're just like, yo, have you tried this new P32? Exactly. Whatever, whatever. I love like, when people are like, yeah, man, like the TS-808 is way better than the TS-9. And you're like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's an overdrive pedal. Okay, got it, got it. Nice, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, but for me, I'm like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, but I'm going to take notes and I'm going to look it up on YouTube and I'm going to figure it out, you know? And so, um, you know, there is a huge learning curve for me, but it, but it's nice to, you know, it, it's nice that... Um, you know, there's always someone in another band that knows way more than me that I can learn from, you know, and, um, and that's the journey. That's the adventure. I mean, that's why 68 is so fresh and so exciting for me. And so, so nice for me right now, because it's, 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 you know, it's just a whole bunch of new stuff getting thrown at me and it keeps me on my toes and I enjoy that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Were you already trying? Like you must have already been working on '68 stuff when the chair was still going, right? I mean, so we—I write songs all the time. Um, I, I, I've 
I write all kinds of songs. Uh, so, uh, while I was writing for the Chariot, you know, I, I might pop out like kind of a, a rock song that I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I'd put it to the side or whatever. Um, I've produced a few like pop artists, and so I would, you know, be trying to write songs with them, and so I have a few things like that. So there's just this big pool of stuff where it's like I like this, but it's not for the Chariot. So right. you know, I'm putting in this thing. But so anyway, <clears throat> but as far as the idea, as far as the reality of it, like, so we decided on warp tour to part ways and we um we were in a bus because of because of warp tour and everything and so you know it was nice to go into the bunk and just sort of be by myself and be able to think about stuff or whatever um but it wasn't until near the end of i, I knew it was going to do music but i just didn't know what it was going to be like but um you know it went, it, on warped when i was there and when i was thinking about it and, and I decided to do a two piece and I decided what that was going to you know feel like or whatever that was literally the first time it was invented um I have a picture of man I wish I knew exactly where it was I think it's somewhere in like Milwaukee or something but okay. there's uh we we were on warped and I was just kind of walking around hanging out and there's literally there, there was um parking big old parking lots for normal cars and stuff. Of course, our buses are covering all of it, but it's all there. And someone had spray painted all the numbers and there was literally just a 68 and my dad owned a 68 Camaro. And, and so I took a picture of it just sort of as a thing. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like that thought of it, you know, just numbers and stuff. So anyway, I took a picture of it and all that to say, sorry, I kind of rambled, but basically no, no, no. Go ahead. that was where it was invented was right then and there. But as far as like, the public's concerned or the, you know, as far as what we advertise, you know, we didn't advertise we were going to break up until after Warp Tour. And then we did um, our farewell tour. Well, by the time we were doing our farewell tour, I had already recorded two songs for 68 that was going to be on a seven inch that we released first. Yeah. Um, and so basically <clears throat> the moment the farewell tour ended, which was November or something, um, the next week I had went into the studio, I was on warp tour. We, we had, we had decided to part ways and I called, um, I talked to my wife obviously. And then I, and then I called Matt Goldman, the guy that records all our albums. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, I want to book studio time for December. And he's like, Oh cool. Uh, for the chariot. And I was like, actually, <laughs> I was like, it's a new project. Um, I was like, the chariot's actually uh, breaking up. And he was like, cool, what's the project? And I go, I have no idea. I literally was just like, I don't know, but I know if I don't put this sort of pressure on myself, yeah. I'll just sit around and not create, not come up with anything. So go ahead and book me in for December and, you know, I'll figure it out before then. So, um, you know, that was, that was literally probably the, the, you know, third or fourth call I made, um, after, you know, telling a few other people that really needed to know. But, um, so yeah, so the, the chariot very last show was one day, um, we took a week off and then I went in the studio, uh, a week later to start recording uh, for 68. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was just, we were just on warp tour. So I remember the Milwaukee show. Nice. And I, I could have went and looked for that 68 for you, you know, yeah, just yeah, a little exactly. like, ah, oh, here you go, buddy. It's still there. there it Don't is. worry. Yeah, you know? exactly. Little... <laughs> no, that's, that's, a, that's a great story. And that's, that's really crazy. You know, it's, it's, and, and I mean, sh props to you for, for going right after it. You know, too many people are like, yeah. all right, 
the band's broken up. I'm just going to sit around for six months because I'm tired from touring, <laughs> yeah, no, from exactly. touring in a van in Russia in the winter. You know, right. um, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I'll tell a quick story. Um, <clears throat> we one time, we never did anything that crazy in Russia, but we did a few, a few things, and we had a couple incidents over the years in some sketchy countries driving. So we were mm-hmm. always kind of the, the, the band that's like, can we just fly? Cause you know, <laughs> right. we don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> and one time we agreed to, to go from, I guess it was from Ukraine to Belarus to St. Petersburg. Nice. Uh, Minsk, Minsk in, in Belarus. So yeah, yeah. it was winter time and we were in this real sketchy van, no seatbelts. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> You know, when you drive on these roads, like people, Americans and, and Canadians or Australians, whoever's listening to this, you know, they got the big, nice, wide roads. There's like right. a guardrail. There's like right. in, in these countries, there's like literally trees right beside the road. Yeah. And, and it's a two lane the whole way. Yeah. Like once and, you're out of any major city, it's just this weird two lane that might have a pothole that will swallow your whole car. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like there's potholes that if you hit them... Yeah, your your you're van done. will be disabled. Like you will, exactly. the wheel will fall off. So <laughs> right. there. So not only that, but the driver is swerving, you know, <laughs> around on these like little sketchy icy roads with trees right beside it, and I don't have a seatbelt mm-hmm. on. Um, and I'll never forget when our driver just randomly pulled over. And here's another thing: our driver Igor, he didn't speak English, right? So he pulls the van over <laughs> on the side of the road. We're like, what's going on? And. uh he walks out, and he just starts throwing snow in his face to keep himself <laughs> awake. Oh my! Gosh. In the middle of the night. So, uh, oh. yeah, dude. So, um, you know, that's no fun. I picture you guys just, <clears throat> you know, doing that for yeah. for two weeks, whatever it is. Um, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, because I did two nights, and I was like, over it. I got yeah, over <laughs> very over it. I was like, no, we're not driving in in uh, Belarus or or Ukraine anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know? You, you want to know? It's funny. So in the chariot, we did you know three weeks in Russia, or whatever, and it was the same same story. Just the craziest roads, p- potholes, long drive, you know, whatever. Um, well, sixty eight. We just got back. Uh, the last tour I just did was we went from three weeks in Russia, and then we flew to Australia, and then we flew home, and here I am. So. Um, so anyway, I'm 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 telling Michael, my drummer, I'm like, man, these roads are crazy. These drives are gonna be nuts. Blah blah. blah. Well, anyway, we get over there, and they're kind of crazy. They're kind of nuts, but they're very smooth. Um, there's way more interstates than than used to. Like it's right. still really bad. We're still really bad. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen worse because of being over there before. And so I'm talking to our guy who speaks pretty good English. We we have a driver who speaks zero English, and then we have a our tour manager who who speaks pretty good English. And I was like. These roads are crazy good. Like, why? What? Like, I remember them being so bad, and I've been warning him. And you know, I feel like I've you know kind of overdid it in my head. And he goes, "No, no, no." He goes, uh, "I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with sports very much." But um, he says something about like the FIFA World Cup or something is going to Russia or something like I don't know. And then okay. and then something about the Olympic uh, the Olympics happened or whatever. Something happened or is happening or whatever, and so they like went through and just like cleaned it all up, like really, really good. And well, thank so, God for sports, right? And, I, and so I was just like, I was like, I was, he was explaining it all to me, and I was like, that's hilarious because I was telling them about these, you know, these potholes that would just you know devour your van and and all this stuff. But um, but yeah, we we, I mean, you know, we, 
like I said, I love adventure. I love the whole bit. So for me, I was like, yes, I'm back. This is amazing. We actually played a lot of the same venues. Um, and uh, it was nice to see some of the same people. People were yeah. like, Oh, I saw you, whatever it was five years ago or something. Yeah. And, and I was like, cool, you know? And, um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's so funny because, you know, I think, you know, th- uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe it'll all change at some point but right now everything seems to get beginning more and more convenient i had a phone my, my phone has worldwide service so i literally <laughs> was in russia with maps and stuff so i could just go off by myself which is something that you would never have done you know six years ago because yeah. you just, your phone wasn't on and you don't know where you're at and you don't speak their language they don't speak your language you know so um but yeah it's an adventure and, and it's something that i i really enjoy and and we're actually you know in the very, very early stages of talking about trying to do it again. So <laughs> awesome. Well, that's great, man. I know, it's, yeah. uh, that's rad. So I want to talk about 68 and I want to talk about your new <laughs> record. Cause, um, I already call the record of the year. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Thank I'm not, you. I'm not shitting you. I like, I love the record so much. I love the, just the steps you took and the direction mm-hmm. you took. And I guess my first question is, it, it, I feel like a lot of the stuff on this album is the most, for lack of a better word, like accessible music that you that you as Josh Scoggin has ever made, right? Have you felt like you've gotten a different reaction from some of the songs? I mean, obviously, there's like some clean singing. There's some stuff that's like almost sounds like it could be played on the radio, like more indie mm-hmm. rock, indie rock influence and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. How's that been for you? And have you noticed any kind of you know change? It's funny because there's a, a huge divide of of people and their reactions. So anyone who knows what I've done in the past says things like that. Like they're like, oh, whether they like it or not, they go, man, you know, it seems more sort of accessible. It seems more like, uh, you know, almost cleaned up a little bit. Um, uh, and like I said, maybe they like it, maybe they don't. But at the end of the day, those are the things that get talked about, which is really funny. The people who don't know about the chariot, who don't know, you know, we, we uh, we've been fortunate enough to do some, pretty good tours with 68 and some big festivals and stuff. And so the people who just know 68 as 68, they think it's the, like the, the, the most, the like extremist, craziest non mass friendly thing of all time. <laughs> like they literally like, right. like it's, it's so funny because people like, you know, if we're, if we're, you know, we'll play a festival. Um, I mean, you know, like we played a festival with like Foo Fighters. And, and so those people were like, <laughs> like what was happening it was distorted the the whole time and you know the, the, yeah. the I, I used a lot of like pog twos and and you know fuzz and stuff like that and you know i whatever i'm a little like careless with my instruments you know and, and they're just like what was this and they don't know whether to call it metal they don't know to call it rock they don't you know they're just like they just talk about it like it's this weird crazy extreme thing and it's funny because I think it's just all in what you're used to, you know, because if you've seen the chariot or kind of grew up with a little bit of the chariot, it's like, Oh, well, what I'm doing is super different than that. You know, but if all you know is like these really, you know, stadium rock, clean, perfect playing to a click bands, then here we are just, you know, doing something that's super out of left field, you know? Um, and so obviously I'm just doing what I'm doing, but it's funny because you can tell the people who, uh, sort of known about my previous bands and then the people who are just finding out about 68 like yeah. completely organically yeah, and not totally makes connected sense. you know it totally makes sense but there's also like I mean as much as the chariot had records and then you had a live show 
like sure they were <clears throat> the music was the same sort of it's a, mm-hmm. it's also like a little bit like that with 68 too like you aren't getting up there right. and being like all right we're gonna play this track then this one then this there's a lot of like you do a lot of transition stuff you know yeah. you're, you're it's like almost like and i don't know if this is insulting to you or not but it's like it's a little bit like 50 percent music and 50 percent like art cool you know yeah, what i mean, I mean maybe, maybe even maybe yeah. even more i don't know what you would if that's something I mean, you we, would think about are, or if that's just who you are you know? yeah we i mean especially with 68 like we uh as much as i hate the band fish i mean it's definitely more comparable to fish as far as our <laughs> as far as our i mean we're winging it you know we have plenty of free jams we have plenty i mean we'll we'll we, d- we still do a lot of support tours and people will be like, Oh, you know, how long do y'all play? And it's like, well, how long do you need us to play? And they're like, well, how long do you play? And it's like, we, we play whatever I can play an hour. I can play right. 30 minutes. So you just tell me. Um, and we will keep an eye on the clock and, you know, and they're, and at first they're <laughs> like, what, you know, but then once they realize they go, Oh, that's cool. Like I can tell you anytime I want and you'll do it. It's like, well, yeah, because we have free jams. I mean, we have whole parts we can cut. We have whole parts that we can make longer. I mean, it's really just, depends on the night you know and um obviously we can play different songs whatever you know so yeah we're we're uh but that's what i mean that's a blast like for me because again same scenario sometimes people are there for 68 and they're singing along and it's amazing and sometimes they're there for the other band and they don't know 68 you know whether they like it or not they they just don't know it and so you it, it makes it easier for me to be able to you know to to you know just make it up as we go right and and not have to be committed to like oh man we gotta <laughs> we gotta play this one song that we're, you know we're phoning it in every time we play it because nobody seems to be whatever you know so right. um so it's cool it's it's a fun way to do things no no definitely definitely i don't want to take up too much more of your time um let's be honest though 68 is just cashing in on that 21 pilots money i know uh <laughs> Have you, got, have you had the comparison? <clears throat> well, it's funny because people be like, "Oh, you guys are like, 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 like," and then they just insert any two piece. Ah, uh, right. It's like, <laughs> exactly. well, you know, like I, I uh, cool. I mean, twenty one pilots are huge. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine there being a comparison there, but sure, they're two dudes and we're two dudes, so I guess there you go. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, like uh, you know that band uh, Royal Blood. We always oh, get yeah. compared to them and stuff, which I love that band. I think they're oh yeah, you great. know it's funny as I kept kept hearing their name and then I saw them. This is like so funny, but for a guy like me that's supposed to know shit, but I like <laughs> right. literally was was at my parents' house watching late night TV after they went to sleep, and they were mm-hmm. they were playing on one of those shows, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, is Kimmel still a thing? Maybe it was Kimmel. And, sure. uh, and I was like, holy shit, this band is like, is amazing. And I totally, mm-hmm. I totally get a bit of a 68 vibe. I mean, obviously they're, they're a little more like, uh, down the middle. Is that, a, I don't know how to say it, but, but, uh, no, I totally yeah. see the comparison. I mean, if, if they wanted to take you guys on tour, I'm sure you'd be all right with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be wonderful. Are you kidding me? But <laughs> it's just funny because it's like, I, I, you know, sonically speaking, like, um, you know, first of all, I got the guy plays bass and. And oh yeah, it is a I bass. Yeah, it is a bass. Yeah. Um, it's like the nineteen, uh, the death from above, the, the way yeah. that that dude does it or whatever. Um, uh, well, I don't know how they do it. Like, but it's they're playing bass is all I'm saying. But yes, um, yes. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, but it's so funny because I feel like there are bands that you know, like the, that uh, might be comparable or whatever. But um, everyone immediately just goes straight for the two piece scenario you know which is which is fine because they're always comparing me to bands that i love like you know royal blood or 
uh, you know, white stripes or something. But at the same time, it's just like, that's so funny. Cause I feel like, you know, that's the only variable there that people are <laughs> two people, two people must be the same, you know, but yeah, the 21 plus why I've, I've no lie. I've heard that. And I'm just like, man, that is just super different than what we're doing, you know, but yep. like teeth is on. I mean, they're, you know, huge right now. So yeah, good yeah. on them. But yeah, well, it's just a, a funny thing I want to bring up. Well, hey, man, um, I got a fan question real quick. I like okay. to ask fan questions whenever possible. And uh, Tyler Burnworth, uh, Burnworth, that's a badass name. He says, one of my favorite song titles ever. Whew, here we go. Someday in the event that mankind realizes what it is this world actually revolves around, thousands of people are going to be shocked and perplexed to find out. It was not them. Sometimes this includes me. His question is, what made you decide to keep the title of the song considering how long it is? <laughs> um, well, that's from our first album, uh, which, uh, the Chariot's first album, which is very, uh, yeah, um, again, <laughs> against, against all the, uh, the, the label's wishes and right. other people involved. I, um, it's, it's a title I had written down in my book, uh, like my little journal book or whatever of, of ideas. Um, and it's just the idea of, I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty blunt obviously, but it's just the idea like the world doesn't revolve around me. Um, and you know, the, I don't know, it just fit. It just felt like the, this whole idea of like people, the world does not revolve around you guys, people. And obviously I'm talking to myself as well, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard to imagine that sometimes it's hard to imagine that the world does not revolve around you because you're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, even when it's negative, even when you're just like everything bad is happening. It's like, yo, the world's doing so many more other things right now than, <laughs> than worried about you, you know, your uh, iPod not working or whatever. Oh my gosh. I just said iPod. That shows my age. iPod. Yeah, dude. They're, no, they're gone. They're like, I, don't I know. Even, I know. I think right? they're officially done. So dude, I, yeah, I mean, this shows my age, but remember when those came out? It was the best thing ever. You're like, what? I don't have to scratch my CDs. That's I amazing. Know, right? I remember oh I had gosh. the I had the 40 gig iPod uh, click wheel. That was the first one I had. You know, nice. when the click wheel was a thing. It was, yeah, yeah. It was white, and um, my girlfriend at the time got it for me, and you could engrave things in the back. So she engraved nice. my name in the back, and it was about. I think it was like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> dude. Which back then was amazing. Like I remember literally the first tour where I had it, and I was like, "This is a game changer!" Like, because you just had those wallets of CDs, and you're you're like, "Okay, I'm about to go on tour. Do I take my favorite CDs because I want to listen to them, or do you take these other ones? Yeah, because you know you're going to get scratched up and messed up and all this stuff and." Um, I remember our, our van got broken in one time. This is uh, Norma Jean, I believe, and our van got broken into, and they took our CDs. Yeah, that like, happened to us, too. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like, that's not even a thing now. Like, if you broke into a car, you'd be like, oh, man, all they got is CDs. Like, you wouldn't even care now, but they took right. all our CDs, and it was, like, so devastating. Yeah, they wouldn't even take but, the um, CDs now. No, it's funny. Yeah. This exact same thing happened to me um, in our van. This is, and I lost my, you know, my CD wallet with like something like uh, Mm a hundred, you know, CD discs or whatever. And I actually was able to claim it on insurance. (laughs) And the thing is, is like back then, you know, they were in Canada and stuff, they were like CD imports. And a lot of the CDs were like, were as expensive as like $24.99. Sure. So I got, I got an insurance check for like, for like $24. 
It was like twenty five hundred bucks, and you know, That's and I was amazing. like, I was like twenty one, and I was like, this is the best, and I just went out yeah. and bought a bunch of shit, right? Um, but it's funny, yeah, because that that wouldn't happen anymore. Oh yeah, now they're like, yo, art's free. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not writing you a check for that. Twenty four ninety nine for a CD. There were that was people were making so much money. Somebody was. Somebody was. I wasn't. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't like Poison the Well or whoever, whatever CDs I was buying. Back then. Exactly. That's no man. It's it's uh, wild times, but hey. Yeah. Now it now uh, awesome. eight ninety nine or whatever Spotify cost gets it done. Yeah, exactly. It's free, man. Art's free, dude. What are you talking about charging for art? You crazy? <laughs> well, dude. Uh, what's uh, before I let you go? What's next for sixty eight? So you can tell the people. Um, we're, uh, we leave for a tour with the Bronx, um, coming up in a few weeks, uh, that's around the U S and, um, yeah. And then, uh, there's a local Atlanta band, uh, called whores that we're going to be on tour. I don't know if it's announced yet, but either way I'm announcing it, I guess now, but, um, uh, in December, uh, we'll do like up the East coast and, uh, they're from Atlanta. We're from Atlanta. So we'll finish up in Atlanta, which will be nice. And then, um, you know, just do a little East Coast run with them, and then, and then 2018. Who knows? We'll see. Hopefully, awesome. a lot of touring. Awesome. Sounds great. I love the new record. Thanks for taking the <clears> time, you much. man. And uh, yeah, I appreciate. Glad it. we finally were able to do this. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. All right, man. I hope to see you around. Awesome. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Later. So there it is with Josh. What a great talk. One of my favorite people. One of my favorite musicians. Just insanely talented. The guy does not get enough credit. For being so talented and having just being so artistic. I love the guy. So glad to have him. I'm so glad it finally worked out. We've been trying to do this for like, I want to say years. He's one of the first guys I ever wanted on the show. So it's great to have him. Also, that photo he was talking about of the 68 written, he actually found that photo and he sent it to me. So I'll be putting that up on the Lead Singer Syndrome Instagram page which is Instagram.com slash Lead Singer Syndrome. Make sure you add us and check out that photo. Next week, we will be back with another brand new episode of this podcast, just like every week. Make sure you're subscribed. Whatever you're listening to this on, just go hit the subscribe button. And if you like today's episode, if you like the show, please head over to iTunes. Give us a review. Write a little quick review, whatever, preferably five stars. Believe me, that really does go a long way. Also, don't forget to check out the All Access Club, LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash All Access for those little $6 that gets you in. And of course, if you buy anything on Amazon, please use the link, LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash Amazon. This podcast will always be free. Don't you worry your pretty little head. But anything you can do to throw me a bone, I really, really do appreciate it. The problem with having guests like Josh that are so multi-talented and all these great different bands, it's very hard to pick a song to play at the end. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play two songs. I'm going to play the Chariot track Silverstein once covered. I'm going to follow it up with a brand new track from the 68 album. So here is Teach on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next week. Red
soon after the storm, but then hope is a four-letter word that I wrote on my fingers when nothing else even kicked. Oh!